It's nuttiness. This investigation conversation is pure nuttiness. And none of it had to be. Everything you are witnessing right now is everything we said was happening. It is not because we're smarter than anybody else. It's because we are more honest with each other and with ourselves than anybody else. We said that COVID was being used politically. We said we weren't getting fresh data, smart data, honest data. We weren't getting honest reporting. All we were getting were attacks. Constant, nonstop, continual attacks. How can we use this to go after our political opponents? So when people bring up the fact that this virus came from a lab in Wuhan, man, I mean, that, how, what, we, you don't see that? You don't know that? You, 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 you can't, uh, you know, recognize that? And the political left went absolutely positively crazy. How dare you say that? That's a conspiracy theory, man. What's wrong with you? saying it came from a lab in, in in China. My gosh, what are you, some kind of xenophobe racist? You know what? We're just going to start calling you xenophobe racist. We're going to call you racist and bigots, and we're just going to yell and scream and... Oh, okay, so I guess we can't talk about that anymore. And then a year later... Hmm... This thing could have leaked from a lab in Wuhan. They showed us who they are. They show us who they are all of the time. What are we going to do about it? Is the question. Dr. Fauci could not look worse in these conversations about the lab. He could not look worse in trying to explain what happened, when happened, why was I saying that we shouldn't be looking at it, there's no way it was man-made or, or, or humans having to deal with it, um, and then uh, going into, well, it's, it's possible, it could have happened. Couldn't have you just said so? Yes, of course it's possible. This is why we need investigations this is why we need people looking at this now and china cannot get in the way china needs to step away china needs to stop being an impediment does it matter that the lead investigator from the world health organization says that they took China's word on the idea of a leak? He says the team did look into the leak theory during a visit with lab scientists and deemed it extremely unlikely. We met with them, we said, do you audit the lab? And they said, annually? Did you audit it after the outbreak? Yes. Was anything found? No. Do you test your staff? Yes. No. you're just taking their word for it. Well, what else can we do? There's a limit to what you can do. And we went right up to that limit. We asked them tough questions. Well, maybe, maybe that's the problem. You went right up to the limit. That's from March. 
You took their word for it. You took China's word for it. So now we know that the American press and American politicos utilized COVID for political purposes, and now we know that taking China's word for anything is trash. They cannot be trusted. But let's go back. Let's go back to the days when Senator Tom Cotton, us right here, many others were discussing this possibility. Now, what? I'll, just so I, a refresher on what I said. By the way, did I introduce myself? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's a pleasure, guys. As always, 833-468-8669. Your thoughts. 833-468-8669. Got Tony. What I said is I do not believe that this was created as a weapon or I should say leaked as a weapon because I don't know how or how, why it was created. What, you know, what the, the actual research they were doing there in Wuhan. But I don't think it was leaked to attack. I think it leaked because communists are damn fools who can't do anything right and lie in order to get ahead. But it leaked. It said it then, as clear as day. But you take a look at, at media, and they're like, how dare you say something leaked? And now they're trying to cover their steps, and, and they're, they're deleting things, and I can prove it to you, but to do it. Hey, we're going to need a montage. Montage. Ooh, it takes a montage. montage. That's called a montage. montage. Girl, we want a montage. Oh, and I've got the montage. I have got all of the clips, starting with people like President Trump saying, yeah, probably leaked from Wuhan. The best evidence suggests that the kind of bat from which this virus jumped to humans wasn't even present there. But you know the worst of all, whether it came from the lab or came from the bats, or came, it all came from China. Because we don't know where the novel coronavirus came from yet, the conspiracy theories fill the void. I'm telling you, the Chi-Coms are trying to weaponize this thing. Here's Conservative talk show host Rush Limbaugh with zero proof suggesting a Chinese bioweapon lab is to blame. There's this question about the Wuhan lab. We know that it's been debunked. Those same agencies now have been tapped with investigating one of Trump world's most favorite conspiracy theories. This week, Donald Trump is still pushing the debunked bunkum, despite his own intelligence community's findings that that is simply not true. And there is simply no reason to believe that that, that is the case. There is no empirical evidence to verify that. Coming up with a conspiracy theory to try and foment xenophobia um, with respect to um, the Chinese has just as much factual support as taking Clorox. He can't just sit back and let the doctors and the scientists do their jobs. Of course he sat back and let the doctors and scientists do their jobs. That's Joe Scarborough. Again, another pathetic guy as I see it. But dear Lord. And they throw the, 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 the Rush Limbaugh clip in there, right? The late Rush Limbaugh. And, and, and weaponizing. Again, I disagree with that idea. But he's more right than the people who said, oh, conspiracy theory. And didn't do their key job, which is journalism. Actual Journalism. 
Journalism would have said, let's look into this. Let's investigate this. Let's see about this. Let's ask questions. Why is the administration stopping us? Why are others in media stopping us? Why are politicos not talking about this? Journalism could have saved us. But that's not the way they played it, now is it? Because they didn't want journalism. They wanted narrative. Her name is Apoorva Mandavili. It's a little difficult for me. Apoorva Mandavili. And she tweeted out, Someday we will stop talking about the lab leak theory and maybe even admit its racist roots. But alas, that day is not yet here. That was the, 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 the last week in May. Oh, that's right. That's what we're in. That's what she tweeted. She tweeted that. Do you know what she does? She's one of the lead reporters for the New York Times covering COVID. And what is she putting out there? That a lab leak theory is, has racist roots. She has since deleted the tweet. She's not interested in journalism. She's interested in narrative. Why would you trust the New York Times on this subject? They've shown you who they are. The kind of people they are. The values that they do not hold. Raise a glass to freedom. But raise two glasses to pushing narrative and destroying your opponent. Because the ends justify the means. She's so woke that she, well, it's a question where it came from is racist. As opposed to doing what a journalist does, she's not a journalist. She's not a journalist. The New York Times has hired non-journalists to pretend to be journalists. This is who they are. A theory can have racist roots and still gather reasonable supporters along the way. Doesn't make the roots any less racist or the theory any more convincing, though. This is her follow-up. Man, that's just that's just silly. Well, it's what happens when you start from a, a, a premise that is all emotion-based and no logic. No facts. Glenn Kessler, fact-checker for the Washington Post, referred last year to Ted Cruz and others with their virtually impossible theory of leaking from a lab. Now, it's, it's, it's gained new credence. The source of the coronavirus that has left more than 3 million people dead, writes Glenn Kessler of the Washington Post, remains a mystery. But in recent months, the idea that it emerged from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, once dismissed as a ridiculous conspiracy theory, has gained new credence. Do you understand how much they lie to all of us? How much they believe that the ends justify the means? And, that, and when we say we don't, we don't trust them. We don't trust media. What President Trump said, enemy of the people. We don't trust you. And they get outraged. How dare you not trust us? How dare President Trump? Do- you did it. You did it, New York Times. You did it, Washington Post. You did it, CNN. You did it, MSNBC. You did it. 
You are not to be trusted, not because some guy on the radio says so, but because you said so, and we all see it. And the worst part, the continuing worst part of this whole story is that in America, we weaponized a virus to attack each other. We attacked each other. We didn't go to town as a country working on the virus. We didn't go to town as a country uh, saying, we're going to get this thing handled. We're going to show the world how we do it. People said, let's use this to our political advantage. Let us lie to Americans. Let us scare Americans. Wait till you hear about masks. Phil Kirpin of American Commitment going to be with us. The, The latest study, the latest study, take off your mask. Take off your mask. Oh, and and Lord help a school <laughs> that thinks next year that we're sending our kids to school wearing masks. That is not happening. That is absolutely not happening. But that's that's what happened in America. More more than lockdowns, which did nothing, by the way. More than 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 damaging businesses. More than than. I don't want to be crude when I say this, so maybe I shouldn't. In an equivalent way to those who who took their own lives, the damage we have done to America in this, I don't know how you quantify. The damage that has been done by watching a political side of the aisle weaponize COVID against other Americans for power. How do you overcome that damage? And how do you overcome it when so many in America won't even recognize it? I have said before about the restaurant industry, and now I can apply it to, to, to the populace. The damage inflicted by COVID has yet to be understood. We will be dealing with its ramifications for a decade and maybe longer. Maybe, maybe longer. I'm Tony Katz. So it's nine dead in San Jose. We spoke about this shooting yesterday and said then things are going to change, and they certainly did. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, always a pleasure, guys. So you have nine dead, including the suspects. So eight people were murdered. This uh, took place near a a light rail yard, as uh, has been described. They reported, uh, deputies reporting to the facility after reports of shots fired 6 to the a.m. local time, so that'd be Pacific time yesterday. The suspect, whose name I will not use, actually rigged his house to explode, set his house on fire, is what he did. And it created a lot of, you're going in every direction, a lot of confusion because why is this house on fire? Now you've, you've got this, this shooting. Uh, people as young as, as 29, I believe, as old as 64, all working uh, for what is uh, the, the VTA. 
the Valley Transportation Authority there in San Jose. Why this happened, that we don't know. We know from an ex-girlfriend um, that he had mood swings. We know from, I think, what was it, an ex-wife? Uh, that he said, oh, I want to kill my coworkers. But he had, she hadn't spoken to him in 13 years. And while he said things, he never did things. So the question before us is why did he do anything? And then I've got, of course, like like you have, a series of, of, of other questions uh, that involve uh, where, when, how did he get the firearms? I also have some very, very choice words for people like Governor Gavin Newsom. It's time, time to deal with the pandemic for this pandemic the pre-existing condition somehow sort of pushed aside last year and now has raised its ugly head again this year and wake up to this reality and take a little damn responsibility all of us to do a little bit more and a little bit better this time and move beyond platitudes and the usual rhetoric that tends to mark not just these moments but the aftermath of these moments as all of you go away He's then all about what the hell is going on in America. It's a question we're asking. For people like you, Gavin Newsom, who hopefully won't be governor for long, you think the answer is, or, or the problem is guns. We have to get guns off the streets. Do you really think that's what is the story here? You think the gun is what did this? Or is this the guy? In Indianapolis... When you have people dead at the FedEx Ground Center, was it the gun or was it the guy? People keep looking at guns as the issue because they are unwilling to look at culture as the issue because culture is the issue. It's easier to go after the gun. What we've done to each other, what we've done to the soul. How do we fix these things where people can deal with adversity and work through emotions without feeling that they're allowed to act out upon them? That is where we need to be. That is going to take work, and you can't get to that work until you are honest. It is not about guns. Millions of law-abiding gun owners not doing anything wrong. I'm going to get more into this. It's culture. But too many people are afraid to say it, thinking they'll be called racist or bigots or, you know, rude or mean. Oh, screw that. We have a society to save. Phil Kirpin talks masks up next. So Republicans are taking a look at infrastructure and saying, you know what? We got a plan of our own, Joe. We got a plan of our own, and it's only $928 billion. My gosh, that's an absolute bargain. Yes, 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 yes. <sighs> Why $1.7 trillion? By the way, when you add up where Joe Biden has been on spending and, and what he's con- considering, we're talking about $12 trillion. He hasn't been in office for six months. If you want to know how radical he is, how much of a non-moderate he is, just remember, you didn't want mean tweets. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it is good to be with you. As always, I'm not saying Trump was a great spender. Oh, no, I thought he was pretty bad. 
He didn't care about deficits. It was meaningless to him. Not, not a great fiscal guy. But this, this is nuts. This is absolute madness. And it's getting worse. So the GOP has this $928 billion infrastructure counter offer. You got some Republicans saying, hmm, we're, we're kind of uh, optimistic. It's $506 billion for roads, bridges, infrastructure projects, $4 billion for electric vehicles. So, uh, Producer Ari, we need to uh, invest in um, the, uh, the, the what's, what's the word I'm looking for? The charging stations? Right? That's what we need to invest in. Okay. And basically, it's you oh, peddling and creating the electricity. That's our plan. That's our secret sauce right there. I, we can workshop it a little, but sure. All right. $98 billion for public transit, $72 billion for water systems, $65 billion for broadband. I actually think that's not enough for broadband. It, this is one of the places, I mean, I, I, I assume we're all on, on the same page. I assume it, by the way. Broadband is infrastructure. Uh, just uh, hear, me, hear me out. We are not better off when we don't have... Everyone connected. We are not better off when we don't have everyone being able to get content, to get information, to share content, to share information. So we want to make sure... We want to make sure that people in the most rural of areas or in the most downtown of areas have access. Now, part of the problem is it's expensive. You want to run the fiber and do the whole thing for there's a real cost. You know, when you when you run the fiber in a downtown, you got 50,000 people living in in nine square blocks. You run uh, the the, the fiber into a rural area. You got one person every four and a half miles because it's farmland. Yet, we need to ensure, we need to ensure that we, that we do it. We need to find ways. That's what makes Starlink from, uh, from uh, uh, what's his name? Elon Musk. So, so interesting. You know, you could actually see Starlink uh, in space. This happened the other day. Because people were talking about it. We, we saw it. My wife and I were out. We saw it. All of a sudden... You know, sometimes you can see things move. You're like, that's a plan. You're like, wait, what is that? Is it, you know, you, you get apps. You can find the International Space Station. You can, you can find things. All of a sudden, these, these, these blips start moving across the night sky. Perfectly. One after another. Two. Three. Four. These little blips perfectly across the sky. 25, 26, 20. F- there were 50. Turns out it was Starlink, which is this interconnected satellite system that will help you get uh, broadband access in, in rural areas. Very, very important. Now, remember, Biden's offer is at $1.7 trillion, so this is $600, trillion, uh, $600 billion less. Actually, I take that back. This is uh, about... 800 billion less than where Biden is and Biden trimmed his from 2.3 to 1.7. So they still have some negotiating to do. Biden wants this very very badly. We'll get into that, but this study 
about the masks, man, it, 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 this this is it. This will this as I'm reading it kind of confirms things that we've been talking about. Let me bring in Phil Kirpin of American Commitments, AmericanCommitments.org. You can find him on Twitter at Kirpin. Not a doctor, but better at breaking down the data than anybody I have spoken to, and he has done a tremendous amount of work taking a look at what's happening in states and what's happening nationwide with numbers on COVID. And the last we spoke, Phil. What you said was, was that the difference between wearing a mask and not wearing a mask and and getting COVID was somewhere around half a percent in in the, the data you looked at. This study, which came out of the University of Louisville, talk to me about what this study is about and what this study says. Uh, yeah, this study found no mask effect at all, uh, either for mandates or for use. Uh, so essentially, they found there was no correlation between places where masks were used and places where masks were not used. Um, and what made this one interesting compared to, you know, there have been a lot of previous studies kind of looking at the same thing, and, you know, they were sort of, some found a small effect, some found uh, relatively larger effect, some found no effect. Uh, but what I think makes this one really interesting compared to the other ones that sort of had similar methodology is this is the first one that included the fall and winter data. And the winter data was the, you know, it was the worst wave, and it was a national wave. It was everywhere, which makes makes it more robust in terms of doing these kinds of comparisons because in the spring of last year, we kind of had it in the northern states, and in the summer, we kind of had it in the southern states, and that makes it pretty complicated to do comparisons because you sort of, depending on what endpoints you pick, you're going to be picking up different areas, and maybe it was just you know the time of year as opposed to the different policies. And so I think the fact that you have the fall and winter data in this makes it much more robust to do these kinds of comparisons. And they basically said, no, no effect. Uh, it didn't make a difference. So let's talk about what this means to mask mandates. This means that every time we were told you have to wear a mask, masks prove have been proven to stop the spread. It never proved anything. It was based either on fear or on belief. And then the follow up uh, to that is when we see cities like, for example, Indianapolis, Marion County, they still have a mask mandate until June 7th. They want to make sure we're past the Indianapolis 500, we're past prom season, uh, all of that. And then you can take off your mask. None of that is based on science whatsoever. Uh, I would agree with that. I think that, I mean, he, here's, my, here's my view, Tony, and I think I said this last time I was on the show. I mean, the, the mask as an intervention uh, was sort of a desperation move, right? Uh, we didn't have a vaccine yet. We didn't have good treatments. And it was kind of, you know, this might have an effect. If it does, it's going to be a small effect, but we'll do it because we have nothing else was essentially the logic behind it. Um, and, you know, it turns out maybe it didn't even have a small effect. Maybe it had no effect. But, you know, if you have nothing else, you, you, you try what you can. So that was kind of the logic behind it. I mean, now we have uh, now we have very good treatments. Uh, the monoclonal antibody infusions are available to almost everyone. It's been expanded. And we have vaccines. And so almost everyone in the high-risk categories now has either had the vaccine or has made the choice not to have it. And I think from, from once, once you are kind of where we are now, where you have good vaccines, you have good treatments, 
you don't need to try desperate things that might have a small effect. Uh, you can sort of move past that. And so I, I don't think masks are at all justified now anywhere. Talking to Phil Kirpin of American Commitment, AmericanCommitment.org. And you can find him at Kirpin, K-E-R-P-E-N, uh, there on the Twitter box. So now let's get into what this plays out as. Um, it, and and I want to get into Fauci and, and, and the Wuhan lab in a second. But you have so many states, so many in media that have predicated these people good and these people bad based on masks. Everything has been mask oriented. Oh, this state is unmasking. Oh, they're going to have super spreader events. Where does this put those people who were clearly fear-based as opposed to, well, let's see where the data brings us based. If you wanted to wear a mask and you thought it would do some good, I, I don't fault you. But when you know data and you still attack others, what, where, does, where do we go from here? Well, I mean, I think if you look at the states that are sort of the earliest to drop the masks, uh, there were, you know, all these outrageous howling headlines about, you know, states like uh, Iowa and Texas wanted to kill everyone. And, of course, uh, none of that was borne out. Uh, they had a, a sharper downtrend uh, than a lot of the northern states. I don't think it was because they ended masks, but I think that uh, it certainly was contrary to, uh, you know, those predictions and uh, sort of the political grandstanding. Uh you know, I, I think that uh, what we're seeing now, uh, having you know been through a whole year of this, is you know almost none of these policies, these so-called non-pharmaceutical interventions, the lockdowns, the business closures, the school closures, the masks, uh, they 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 didn't really make a difference. They might have delayed things sometimes, and then you got them later. But you know, in in effect. This really was a pandemic, in pan meaning everywhere. It everywhere sort of had their turn. Even you know places like California that were gloating about how wonderful all their lockdowns were working and their masks and everything else, they had it the worst in the winter, and they sort of caught up with everywhere else. And I think that we've got to be a lot more humble uh, about what we know and what we don't know. And you know, one thing that I think ought to be clear to almost everyone right now is until you have effective medical interventions. Uh, you're just not going to you're not going to stop a highly infectious respiratory virus. You're just not. Uh, and you, and, uh, and we didn't. It spread very widely. And the big fight now, Tony, is uh, going to be on unmasking the kids in school. And I think that uh, there was really never any good uh, evidence based reason to do that in the first place. But, you know, people get into fear. They get into habit. It's hard to change. And, you know, you look at the map of the country right now on where kids are masked in schools and it looks like the places it looks like the exact same map as where schools were closed six months ago. So now we're having the exact same fight uh, over again, uh, unfortunately, to get kids out of those masks. Uh, and so uh, it's tough because people get sort of dug in. And, you know, when, how do you convince someone who did something that was a personal sacrifice for them that they did it for no reason? Most people are never going to admit to that just psychologically. They want to think they did some good, that they're the reason that it ended or what have you, uh, even though, you know, the data doesn't really support that. Talking to Phil Kirpin of American Commitment. Let me take it over really quick. I still have a couple minutes to what's going on with these questions. And now all of a sudden uh, regarding the, the Wuhan Virology Lab, it's OK to question. Hmm, maybe that did leak uh, from this lab uh, when it was conspiracy yeah, you, you theory a year ago. Now, getting banned. And now it's good. What was that? 
You can even say that on Facebook now without getting banned. They oh, that's right. Their, they took uh, away the ban. You can now actually engage conversations again because they said so. Um, this is a great example, as I see it, of narrative seeking and narrative pushing and taking COVID and saying, how can we make this worse for America? I know we will, we will weaponize it against the people to prevent them from having conversations. How much evidence do you believe we have that this was a leak from a lab in Wuhan? Well, I always thought that it was a, you know, it would have been an awfully big coincidence if it happened to emerge naturally in the very same city that has the lab that was doing research on exactly this type of virus. Uh, and so sort of just the basic circumstantial uh, fact of where it started and what was happening in that lab has always made it, uh, you know, pretty likely in my mind that that's that it came from the lab. And, you know, nothing we've seen in terms of the evidence that's emerged over the past year has uh, supported the idea of natural emergence because it still hasn't been found in an animal anywhere. And I think they've tested 80,000 animals in China trying to find, uh, you know, the animal that it jumped from. And they, they found none, zero uh, animals that were, were infected with it. And so, you know, I I think, you know, and I, you've probably seen the very long Nicholas Wade thing that was on Medium. And you know, there's just a, there's a lot of evidence suggesting that it came out of, that it came out of that lab. And, um, you know, is it possible that it emerged naturally and it was just a coincidence it was the same, in the same city? I mean, it's certainly possible that that's the case. But uh, the idea that somehow thinking it leaked from the lab is a conspiracy theory or crazy or not supported by the evidence. That was never true. And Tony, to me, the fact that all the media all at once switched from there's no way this is a crazy conspiracy theory to, oh, this might this might be right. true. They must know. So they must have been tipped off. There must be some more evidence coming, because otherwise I, I just don't know why that would have happened. His name is Phil Kirpin. Follow him on Twitter at Kirpin, K-E-R-P-E-N, AmericanCommitment.org. Phil, always an absolute pleasure. There is a lot more to get to. I'm Tony Katz. So we're into a fourth round of payments. So people who have been, you know, thinking they're going to get a, a, a stimulus check from the federal government, uh, you may still get one. Sweet. <laughs> of course, sorry. Of course. Yes, you too might get a, a, a check. But there has been a come to my attention, I should say. And I, I got to dig into more on this uh, next week for sure. There are people who think that it's wrong when we talk about what's going on in Israel, which is not done. There are still, still massive issues there to call out Hamas. Hamas is a terrorist organization. Why would it be wrong to call out Hamas? I think you got to go the other way with it. You find me the person who won't call out Hamas as a terrorist organization. I will show you the person you should never pay attention to. You have a faith leader that won't call out Hamas, won't call it a terrorist organization. Man, that's a that's a synagogue to quit. That's a that's a that's a um, a, a church to quit, or or fire the faith leader because that's not leadership. I, I'm gonna get more into this. I may even hit again today. I I just I, I, I that has been so like hitting at me. People want to talk about the anti-Semitism, right? And, and, I, and I get it. 
Your issue is terrorism. Your issue is, is it's, it's not just anti-Israel, it is anti-Semitism, but where it's coming from, funded by Iran. These are terrorists. They want to kill, they want to destroy, and they do. The issue is, oh, Israel is killing Palestinian children with American weaponry. That's not fact. And if you can't call out Hamas, you have no business being in leadership. No, if you can't say Hamas is a terrorist organization, you're not a leader. Of a church, of a synagogue, of a mosque, of anything. Of a Boy Scout troop, nothing. (laughs) Things shouldn't be tough. That shouldn't be tough, at least. This is Tony Katz today.